Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The FT. Last December, Ellie Noel was interviewed for a place at Magdalen College, Oxford, to study law. When she got home, she sat down and composed a letter to the ancient institution. I very much regret to inform you that I will be withdrawing my application, she wrote. I realise you may be disappointed by this decision, but you were in competition with many fantastic universities and following your interview, I'm afraid that you do not quite meet the standard of the universities I will be considering. This 19-year-old girl has taught me two important things about rejection letters. First is how well they work in the wrong direction, from candidate to interviewer. To have the powerless rejecting the powerful not only does the soul a great deal of good, it may make sense tactically. To dump a complacent boyfriend is a time-honoured ploy, but I don't see why the same shouldn't work with jobs and university places. If there's anyone with any spark in Maudlin's law faculty, they will surely be regretting this plucky, funny girl who got away. They're perhaps wondering if law, that dullest of all dull courses, was right for her. Second, by mimicking the standard rejection letter, Miss Noel reveals what a pathetic form of communication it is, patronising, disingenuous, all-round beastly. There's only one accepted way of writing these things, used by all organisations everywhere, and it contains three bits that go like this. Thank you for your interest in... XYZ. They all begin. We've had a record number of highly qualified applicants and regret that... Dot, dot, dot. And then an upbeat ending. We wish you all the best for your future. All three elements are shockers. Far from softening the blow, they intensify it. First, as a reject, you don't want to be thanked for your interest, as what you were showing wasn't interest but desire for a position. Neither is it remotely comforting to know how many other great applicants there were. But worst of all, no one appreciates hollow good wishes from someone who's telling them to shove off. When putting rejection into words, less is more. When one of my children was rejected from a university recently, it was less upsetting to see the naked word unsuccessful against the entry on the online application form than to read the letter that arrived a couple of days later with its bad tidings routinely packaged with insincere good wishes. One might think there were nicer ways of saying no. Howard Junker, the founder of a literary magazine, used to return short stories with a covering letter that began, Gentle writer, please forgive me for returning your work and not offering comments. I would like to think of something to make up for my ungraciousness, but I don't think a few quick remarks would really help. He signed off with a handwritten, Onward, J. How charming, I thought. But then I read a blog from a not-so-gentle writer who had received the very same letter on many occasions and found it anything but charming. The point is that no standardised letter can ever soften any blow. 
Rejection is rejection and it hurts. Indeed, sometimes a brutal rejection is better. The actor Sir Anthony Sher often describes the letter he got from the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art that said, Not only have you failed the audition and we do not want you to try again, but we seriously recommend that you think about a different profession. Similarly, about 30 years ago, a senior colleague of mine applied for a job at The Economist and got a rejection letter back from the editor's secretary asking him not to contact the editor again. Such rudeness can only make the recipient think, screw you, and fill them with just the right sort of bloody-mindedness to fight on until they make it. The only worthwhile kind of rejection letter is one that gives reasons. Ms Noel told Maudlin that she thought it stuck up and off-putting to candidates who didn't come from posh schools, a point the college might do well to ponder. In offering an explanation, she wasn't mimicking the normal style. Employers almost never give reasons for fear of being sued, or because they don't want to enter into a dispute, or because their hiring processes are so opaque they don't know the explanation themselves. The best rejection letter I ever received contained a reason I'll never forget. I'd written to a Mr Ivan Salon, city editor of the Sunday Telegraph, asking for a job. He replied, saying there were no vacancies, and went on, May I offer you a word of advice? When applying for a job, do take care to get names right. The letter was signed, Ivan Fallon. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.